0: everybody and welcome to the Fortress of Comic News episode 158. I am one of your hosts Chris, alongside, alongside the Quarantine King himself, Mike.
1: Quarantine King? I've been quarantined for I don't know how many days now. Um, I saw a thing that was like, the virus has changed uh, days of the week from yesterday to today and tomorrow. I'm like, yep. <laughs> sounds about right uh here we are things are getting worse not getting better that's for sure um
0: yeah so yeah. it's nuts it it really is uh i actually my work was asking people if they wanted to burn some pto mm-hmm. paid time off for those that don't know um so they didn't have to send people home and so the, i'm home for like the next well, I took two days off last week and then we, two days next week. So I'm off until like Wednesday just because I'm like, ah, oh, sure, I'll get paid to stay home. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, my company is kind of still open week to week, but most people are staying home to work. And, uh yeah, it's weird. People that have to go in are like accumulating PTO because I don't know if they should be working. I, uh, it's crazy. I It changes by the week for me. I mean, it's, I don't know
0: that's how we gotta take it week by week
1: yeah um and that leaves us open to talk about the show i guess in the next few weeks here
0: yeah so well first of all all the thoughts out to the comic shops out there um because this is a comic book show i know a lot of you are closing down um i know Mm -hmm. my local one closed down so i wanted to just talk real quick about whether there will be shows in the following weeks and the short answer is yes um even if the show is just a interview, because we do have some cool ones lined up, um, I do want to do a show. I want to have a show every week as long as we can make it work. Um, their shows might be shorter. Um, we might even have to come up with something on the fly to do just we to have something s- to talk about. But We got some
1: stuff we could do, I think.
0: I, I mean, I've got ideas for stuff if there's absolutely no news that we can do um, but there will be shows moving forward, is what oh, I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, there might be news um on more cancellations, but those will eventually run out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird because there's like a whole section of our show that I will be almost no part of because my comic book shop closed down, and I I've kind of made it to myself. Like I understand that we're doing this show, and I have to have something to talk about, but. I'm also going to support my local shop and I'm not going to buy digitally, um, while he's closed. So some books that I already buy digitally for various reasons, I will continue to buy digitally, but Mm -hmm. the bulk of my, uh, comic reading is print. So, but there will be a show. We'll figure it out. Mike, I know we will.
1: Yeah. And that being said, most of the news this week is, um, is stuff being canceled and postponed. So I guess we'll just, uh, we'll just jump right into it. Um the final episode of Walking Dead season 10 is being postponed. Uh final post production cannot be finished and uh due to quarantine measures they have in California. So <laughs> that's first one off the bat. Walking Dead postponed. So we and, talked yeah.
0: we talked last week about that like side show they're doing what is it? Walking Dead Our World or something. Mm-hmm. Um and that was postponed and we weren't sure at the time. And after reading this and a few other announcements, it makes more sense to me now. Like, yeah, just because it's shot doesn't mean it's done. Um, they're doing post-production up into like release. So people can't be in a room together, especially small cramped rooms together. So mm-hmm. it, it hurts production, but I guess, yeah, they want to release this later in the year as like a one-off episode. Um, it, it'll be interesting, especially if the second-to-last episode is, like, a real cliffhanger for mm-hmm. something that's going to
1: happen. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Who knows? Um, CW now announces the season finale of Flash, as well as all the other CW shows, is postponed. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, Flash is postponed, and they also, DC is doing uh, Postponing Stargirl, which was orig- originally meant to premiere on May 18th. Um, no reason is given, but we can assume it's the COVID-19. Uh, yeah. So star girl is actually looking forward to that. And they were throwing a lot of money at that, but, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, not to get too businessy on everybody, but I think some of these, uh, companies too, are just like, damn, why couldn't we even done like a week ago or two right. weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody's eyes would be on you right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta do what's best
1: for everybody. So. Um, Michael Bane Bean Bine Bine has been cast in season two of Mandalorian for an undisclosed role. What do you think he's playing? I don't know.
0: I have no clue. I I really don't. Uh, you think he's wearing a
1: mask? He could be bald uh, with that.
0: I mean, there's been a lot of Mandalorian rumors going around. A lot of like uh, connections to the Rebel show. Uh, being thrown out there, especially since the got like officially, officially announced, right? Um, so it's cool that like I, I can't wait for Mandalorian season two. I, I it's cool that they're doing more with it. It's cool that they have new characters coming in. So, yeah, but we'll see.
1: I have no clue. I mean, every expect. week had a new character in it, pretty much. <laughs> you know, every episode.
0: Yeah, and there's yeah. still characters that showed up that we need like closure on. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, Justin Roiland, Roiland, Roiland announces new series for Hulu called Solar Opposites. Uh, the series is about a family of four aliens okay, who escape their home planet and crash land on Earth. They find a move-in ready home and live in the suburbs. Solar Opposites will release May 8th. So, lots of um, maybe lots of uh, Rick and Morty style jokes <laughs> i am thinking it's another sci-fi show uh i would hope so <laughs>
0: yeah it definitely has the animation style of rick and morty i don't know if mm-hmm. you watched the trailer for it no but, i'm not no uh it looks fun i mean i'll check it out it's he, he, one of those guys that because of the success of rick and morty i'll check
1: out anything he does moving forward i wonder how much money hulu threw at him to give him an, an exclusive cartoon you know all the money. All the money. <laughs> All of the money. It's like, no wonder why Rick and Morty got delayed. <laughs> it's like, this is why. He's like, you saw that check and I was like, what Rick and Morty show? <laughs> uh, Walking Dead, you're still watching? Yeah, this week's episode is weird. Yeah.
0: Uh, so prior to the break, like Michonne went off on a ship with some dude and then we didn't see her again. Um. And this was like kind of wrapping up that whole thing and uh the guy is nuts (laughs) like he locks her up and like uh what is the the word for it doses her with something and she hallucinates and it's kind of weird like she gets a, a vision of herself if she had teamed up with negan instead of met up with rick and like, yeah. it's, it's strange, but then it all ties in at the end. They, they like escape the guy. She finds other prisoners and they go off and they find hints of a uh, Rick being alive. So she goes off in a boat to be like, I'm going to go find Rick. And I'm just <laughs> like, this episode was weird. Weird.
1: <laughs> Is it like getting to the point they don't know what to do with Michonne's character or something? Like,
0: I, I, I think it's like a blatant, like, Hey, Remember that Rick movie we're gonna do? Michelle's yeah. gonna be there too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah like, <laughs> All right, she's going. She's going to the big, the big screen. She'll see you later. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was kind of. A, it was a very weird episode, because, especially since the other like story they're doing has been so good. This was yeah. just a, a real kind of nah. like a,
1: It was a filler. Yeah, was, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, know. Uh, Gohan
1: with the kids. Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. One of those episodes um as far as tv goes i gotta watch that netflix show everybody's talking about with the tigers the i i i didn't hear anything about it until yesterday and i can't stop hearing about it and seeing these memes and i just it looks so ridiculous that i have to watch it
0: i forget who the second actor is but um oh man and i just zoned on his name uh incredible hulk american history x
1: and which incredible hulk oh um
0: Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yeah, yeah. Edward Norton and someone else are like having a Twitter beef over who's going to get the rights to the biopic for this guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's
1: hilarious. I'm so just like,
0: what is going on with this show? I need yeah. to watch it now.
1: I, I don't know. People are talking about like how the so one lady ground up her husband and fed him to the tigers. I don't know what it's about. I have no idea. I don't think it's about anything. It's just like I heard like you watch one episode is the craziest thing you will ever see, and you can't stop watching.
0: All I know is that the, the memes going around, the dude looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I saw one where they uh, changed uh, the wife's face with Hillary Clinton. And that's supposed <laughs> to be funny, but maybe it's funnier if I actually watch it. Yeah, yeah. Which if the grounding uh, up the guy in Feeding of the Tigers thing is true, then that's really funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, movies, uh, I did watch, I watched um, uh, Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, um, I like it. One. Yeah, I did like it. It was a fun movie. Um I thought Black Mask was cool. I thought Harley Quinn was a lot better in this movie than I um, Suicide Squad. Um the fight scenes like you had talked about were really cool. Uh and yeah, and I think I I I had some talks with a friend about Cassandra Kane. Um I'm not uh the the age didn't feel right or like the the way the way Cassandra Kane and we talked about this, this is like his his Batman nerdiness coming out when we talked like this is his only gripe about the movie the Cassandra Kane should have been cast as like someone like the spoiler like a younger teen um, not someone related to the bat family and then you know she goes out and hangs out with Harley Quinn at the end but like I, I that character didn't see it was more like the spoiler than it was Cassandra Kane to me but that was my like gripe of, but um I think the color palette was one awesome thing about the movie. Uh especially the beginning scene where she's like running through that market in like New York City, the color palette for that that whole scene is just like awesome. But anyways, yeah, it was it was a cool movie for sure.
0: The sequence in the um police headquarters too where she's just like shooting them with beanbags. Yeah, the beanbag so scene good. was
1: really cool. I'm like how yeah? How do you and I think the R rating really fit? I think that was what made Harley Quinn a lot better was the R rating.
0: Yeah, it, and it wasn't R just to be R in the right. fact of like we just say fuck a lot mm-hmm. like Deadpool did. It was like mm-hmm. it was R in the way of like yeah, like Harley Harley Zaz and Red or Black Mask are all going to do fucked up things and they did. Right. Yeah, the the face cutting off
1: for was kind of ugh.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you with the Cassandra Kane thing. I even thought the Zazz, in, including him, yeah. was yeah. more just to have the name there than mm-hmm. to... Yeah, But it's still, it was done really well, so it didn't bother me too much. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, and that was like the only grape, but that's not even a gripe. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Um, movie news, this is actually friggin' a huge uh, letdown. The Batman movie has been uh delayed in its production no details given of when it's going to go back so uh and i mean that now we're thinking it's like the movie won't even come out till 2021 2022 maybe who knows yeah. Any anyway. who knows i mean this movie has been talked about for a while i saw some pictures of like colin farrell as the penguin i was ready for this movie and now who knows I, but this is really sad same thing for Wonder Woman. Nineteen Eighty Four has officially been delayed to August Fourteenth. Uh, Warner Brothers committed to the theatrical release. They they wanted to. They said you have to see this movie in the theater, um, and they're assuming that theaters are still closed into August. But um, we might see another delay, right? If
0: we might see another delay if they're closed. That late, yeah, if they're closed because that of their way. commitment. Yeah. Um, first, I have seen very few movies in my i mean i love going to theaters but i've seen very few movies in my life where you have to be in the theater to watch it Mm -hmm. and i seriously doubt that wonder woman is one of them Um, i will
1: say this there is one movie that you had to be in the theater to watch not not to enjoy it but to definitely up the experience like times 10 was mad max fury road okay but that's all. okay, I just had to say that anyways,
0: <laughs> i am saying it happens. I don't think Wonder Woman's with that movie. um yeah. <laughs> this is all about they want that big theatrical release, and they right. want that money they that they want
1: that one billion release. number in the yeah. news press is what they want, yeah. so uh yeah,
0: I'm not a fan of the, of this now, like I'm even Marvel's been like wavering as to what they're gonna do with uh New Mutants and Black Widow. Uh, mm-hmm. One minute they're talking about releasing it on Disney Plus. One minute they're talking about, I oh, will just delay them further. Um, and if this goes on much longer, at this point, just release it. Release right. it, charge me 10 bucks to rent it, and I'll do it. Even if they charge me $20, i would probably still pay that.
1: Like, if they want to make the money back or something.
0: I, I mean, in, see, in my opinion, like, I don't know how it is elsewhere, but like, around here, it's like, right ten to fifteen dollars to go to a movie theater right so ten dollars seems good especially since i think you'll get more people to watch it that way right but if it's with black widow yeah i'll probably pay 20 bucks wonder woman possibly but like yeah they just announced that like the impractical jokers movie is coming out digitally next week which that's one of my like guilty pleasure shows Uh i ain't paying 20 bucks for that movie
1: sorry (laughs) (laughs) right yeah
0: yeah so it's it's a weird what are you gonna I do? But I,
1: I think ten dollars
0: is that sweet spot for them. But
1: then you got to think too. There's more than one per like. oh I pay ten dollars, and you have a whole family watching it, as opposed to like you would have paid a hundred dollars bringing your whole family to the movie theater. You know what I mean? Possibly. I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Somebody smarter than me's come up with it. I just have to think yeah. that more people will rent it.
1: Yeah, um, I will I say this: it. It'll, it'll it would it give me access to these movies quicker and more conveniently for me because I don't I don't necessarily get out to the movies right for the opening weekend. But yeah, um, so I guess we'll jump into the comic news. Uh, Dark Horse announces a new God of War comic that's pretty cool, uh, set between the events of God of War three and 2018's God of War. The series will be written by Chris Robertson, Chris Robertson, and art by tony parker that's pretty cool dark horse still doing the the video game comic books yeah and the
0: last kind of war comic they did was cool it was set in the same time frame but i guess this one's going to more closely connect um everything
1: Um, i'm waiting waiting for more dota
0: comics from those guys and moving on
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have the hardcover it's pretty they're pretty good man no, I did enjoy it. And Chris
0: Robertson, he did the iZombie comic.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, really as well good. as a few other things. Um, mm-hmm. He's a writer. Uh, oh. <laughs> you're oh, thinking of all right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, I, I like his work. And I don't remember if he did the last God of War comic or not. But I did enjoy that. So. Oh, you read it? Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. when it came out. Because I love that. New, I mean, I love the old games, too. Mm-hmm. But that
1: new one was just on a different
0: stratosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the reviews and like the gameplay and seemed pretty epic from what I saw. Yeah. Um, Diamond has announced that it will no longer be taking or shipping comics due to COVID-19. Distributors said that the decision was made to protect their employees' working warehouses. Uh, most publishers, including Marvel Dark Horse, said that they will be halting all printing until Diamond reopens its stores. Um, DC is exploring how to get comics to people. Included, including public, continued publishing on Comixology. So yeah, I mean, it's not just the comic stores closing down. It's the distributors don't have comics to give to people. So we might be going all digital for a little bit.
0: Yeah, and that's why the comic stores are shutting down. Um, yeah. So a lot of these, com- I mean, Mar- I'm not saying Marvel's perfect because Marvel wavered a bunch in the front and I was criticizing them. I was ready to come in here criticizing Marvel. And at the last minute, they're like, we're just not going to publish. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of publishers came out and said, like, we're not doing anything. No digital, no nothing until mm-hmm. this is settled. And I thought that was a great answer. Like, that's protect the direct market. Uh, don't favor the, the uh, digital only people. Mm-hmm. And, it you know, in, in a weird way, too, like, it gives you a chance to catch up. I mean, we have so many delays. Like, okay, keep your guys employed, keep them working. Like, these are multi-billion-dollar companies; they can afford to pay some artists and writers to like catch up on their work. Mm -hmm. So, I like that, even though I don't like the idea of not getting my comics. And then I thought DC's answer was not great. Yeah, (laughs) Um, they're still gonna distribute to like bookstores, which that was one of the things Marvel initially said they're gonna distribute to bookstores and they're gonna find their own way to distribute mm-hmm. and now that's what DC's saying and if Marvel goes back on this and does it it'll say it again but I just I don't think that's a great uh, thing to do right now because if you go digital only you're screwing over your direct market right and screw the bookstores they don't make you your I mean they don't keep your business alive right um, support a That being said. House. I am not perfect. And when DC releases those two or three books that I get digitally through them because I don't want hard copies of it, I'll probably buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah.
0: I don't, it's that's weird. weird.
1: Yeah. It's very, but weird. I get yeah. it
0: too. You get the printers running. You don't want to stop them because right. if you stop them, it costs you money. And yeah. I get that.
1: I, I do. But, and also from the same side of it, it's those printers because I work for a printer still have people working in those manufacturing environments. Yeah. Some people some people aren't using their PTO and don't have paid sick leave, and they're still printers, at least for us, have fallen under the category of necessary businesses. So there's still, I mean, there's still people being employed that need to put food on the table. So it's like, who does DC want to screw? I mean, like, do they, you know, not, not print some, or they, they keep the printers printing the books, but then they have no way to distribute them? Like, how do they... How do they do it? The best way, I guess. I don't know.
0: Oh, and that's—I mean—the big thing here is—is is that diamonds, uh, based out of like New York, California, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and I believe Connecticut. Two of those three are the huge, the biggest points for corona or COVID nineteen right now. Right. Um. And so, yeah, I, I get not wanting your people out there, and I. I think I sympathize more with the store owner because I'm friends with the store owner. Oh yeah. Yep. And it's tough because no matter what the decision is, somebody gets screwed. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah, I, I understand the the difficulty of the decision. I don't agree with the decision. I don't think anybody should be going after DC saying they're terrible people for making this decision.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah, know. See. It's so it's tough. It's it'll it'll change next week. I'm sure it's been changing day to day. With all these. Well, that's,
0: that's the thing. I had to pull. We had to point out DC because they're different from everyone else right now. But like Marvel went back on it, mm-hmm. and we're gonna see like AWA in the next uh, thing is doing something different that I'm not a huge fan of.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So AWA is partnered with Webtoons to serialize some of their upcoming comics and halt print publishing. The comics will be split between three or four parts, released weekly in vertical format on their website. So there you go, AWA is just releasing the stuff right on their website.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of it for the same reason, although I do like the idea of, hey, let's put them out for free. Yeah. I mean, that's a step in a better direction for me. just get people
1: to go to your website.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, it's also, with them, it's tough because they did so many number ones recently trying to, like, start this new universe and then Mm -hmm. the apocalypse happened. Right, Uh, exactly. So I would actually be a bigger fan if they decided to do this and do it with their number ones. Like, put out Resistance, Mm -hmm. put out Archangel, Mm -hmm. and some of the other ones.
1: It's a good idea. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all the cancellations and uh, (laughs) delays that we have for now. So I guess we'll... We'll talk about the last few comics that we did get to read um, before all this gets canceled. Um, yeah, Basketful of Heads, number six. Joe Hill, Leo Max. Um, we left off where the last bad guy that kind of turned on the, uh, the main character um, is running at her with a gun, and she has an axe, and she tricks him and cuts off his head. So now she has three three cut off bad guys heads that are still talking to her um, and they're in a basket so there we go we got the basketball heads uh, she basically figures out where her boyfriend's being held out on, on a ship um, with the police captain who's actually a pretty bad guy uh, but come to find out when she made this whole deal go down the, um, the son of the captain said like a trick word that said he, he's in a bind so like he was already set a trap and waiting for her when she gets there and by the end of the issue, she's, like, tied up and being thrown off into the harbor. And unless unless her boyfriend, who's an undercover FBI agent, tells him where he hid all the evidence against the town, because they live in a corrupt town, pretty much. Pretty good. Um, solid, solid first series from Joe Hill. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I want to I want to know more about, like, why this axe is... We've... we've Six issues in, we'd have no description or anything about, like, why this axe is letting people live after they're getting their heads cut off. So, um, hopefully you get some type of paranormal explanation. It's mostly just been a real-world story with, like, talking heads. <laughs> um, kind of weird. Batman and the Curse of the White Knight, number eight. What a, what a finale that was, huh? Pretty epic. Oh, yeah. They kind of let the art speak for itself in this, well... The artist and the writer, the one-man show, Sean Murphy, (laughs) kind of let his art speak for itself. So he did less speaking, but spoke more with his art, I guess. Um, This is the final showdown with Batman and and Ezreal. And, you know, they had to do it with a sword fight, and it was pretty epic. And there was this whole conflict, uh, the whole issue of, like, will Batman finally kill someone? And Batman has finally, like, I'm going to kill him. Like, he was was sat on killing him um they have this epic sword fight and batman slits his throat and then decides at the last minute while he's bleeding out to stitch his throat back together Deacon, yeah pretty much deacon (laughs) yep yeah yeah and i didn't know like i didn't know you could just sew a carotid artery back together oh he's batman yeah of course and you know not even a sterile environment so i'm sure he's fine um he is fine i guess uh yeah so he saves them and then bruce wayne turns himself in and releases all his assets and fortune to gotham city um and at the end we get this epic moment of like okay bruce wayne has turned himself in why has he done this and he's requested for someone to keep an eye on him and the person that he requests to keep an eye on him is jason todd who we see in like a military uniform so this is obviously it's a different edition of jason todd they have some history but is he going to take up the mantle for the next installment? Have they have they even announced another installment of this? Or
0: they did, and it's beyond the White Knight, and that's okay. why a lot of people are thinking he's going the Batman Beyond route oh, with Jason Todd. Um, and yeah, because you don't use Beyond without thinking, right without Batman Beyond, yeah, yeah. So, um, I I kind of want to go against that now. Like, I think that it's going to be him passing the mantle to Jason. Through, mm-hmm. Like I think the first issue is going to be them talking in the cell and like things going on. And since Jason wasn't around for everything, and he's not a part of the GTO, right. he could take over. And that would be an interesting like change to what they usually do with Batman in terms of passing the mantle. And he has
1: no fortune to really be like, well, you have a bunch of money, so why don't you just help the city with it
0: <laughs> instead yeah. of just
1: punching people? I mean, he's just a military guy, it seems like.
0: Well, yeah, and he's sim- and in that way, it makes him very similar to Azrael in this version of Azrael. So, mm-hmm. yep, I, yeah, I love this issue, and I'm
1: super excited for the next one. <laughs> yeah, this has been one of the best Batman stories in a while. I mean, it is absolutely epic. Yeah, uh, Suicide Squad number four. This is a great issue. Um, this is the Tom Taylor Suicide Squad. This, like, this issue. If you ask me, like, what the new Suicide Squad movie will look like, it, this seemed like. Like I, I kind of went through the issue thinking like I can see this on a big screen. Um, this this issue we finally get Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, and the issue revolves around like he's he finally gets released from jail, and he's like in a pub like shooting his mouth off about like when he was working for the Suicide Squad, and immediately they send they send like a, a kill team to shut him <laughs> up, and he kills them all, and then he's on the run. So like the next the next mission for the Suicide Squad is they have to go find him. So. They team up, and obviously Harley Quinn and uh, Deadshot are the only two remaining original members that worked with Boomerang that are still on the Suicide Squad. They're in pursuit of Boomerang, and as they along the way, they all kind of agree that hey, we're gonna screw over this Lock guy that's in charge of Suicide Squad, and we need a, we need to find out who's 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 really pulling the puppet strings of this Lock guy, like who's behind the Suicide Squad. So they all agree. They get Harley Quinn and Deadshot on the same page of like, okay, we'll betray him. Um, so they, they finally get to, and the other, the other remaining members are all these, uh, uh, they were the terrorists that they got to join in issue one, but so they find Boomerang, he's, he's being like, he's hiding out in like a junkyard and, uh, one of the speedsters just takes off after him and he set a trap for like a bomb. So like the end of the issue, like the, the bombs going off and the speedsters like being engulfed in flames and it's pretty awesome. Like, um, Boomerang is definitely a badass character. And I think this whole next series is going to probably revolve around him. This next set of uh, like four issues story arc. So it was a r- really solid issue. I mean, I'm loving this new Suicide Squad book. It's really good. Um, which number was uh, the Legion of Superheroes issue five? Um, lots of lots of stuff going on, political talkings and everything. Basically, um. By the end of the issue, Superboy is finishing his orientation for the Legion of Superheroes. And the Legion was created as, like, the universe, the multiverse, the past, present, future, all revolves around the age of heroes on Earth. And that's the, uh, the Legion was created for that sole purpose, and we find out that Jonathan Kent is the one true superman whatever that means i'm sure it has something to deal with like the birth and death of the universe with like you know there always has to be a superman some somewhere Mm -hmm. within that um we don't really know what that means yet and by the end of the issue the conversation is we'll know we'll know when it happens and that's pretty much what the characters in the book know so it's like we don't know anything more than that um and neither does jonathan ken but by the end of the issue we find out that uh the aquaman trident has been found and it's they need to evacuate earth um, if we know that the story revolves is all revolving around like why the Legion started, but also why is um, the Aquaman Trident uh, so sought after, and also we have all these different allegiances and political uh, groups within the um, Legion and the United uh, United Planets Federation or something like that. Um, there's definitely the president of the United Planets definitely has an ulterior motive, but the Legion of Superheroes doesn't know what that is. Um, there is a really cool scene with Brainiac Five talking down like the SWAT team that gets sent there from the United uh, gets sent to the Legion. He kind of just like talks them down of like you're all pretty reasonable people. We don't really need to fight here, and they all they're like we're just going to go rethink our strategy. And they kind of just leave. <laughs> um, so that was a pretty cool scene. But yeah, it's. It, there's a lot happening in this book. Um, it's still great, Legion of superheroes. I, I, am like, I'm liking every issue so far. Yeah,
0: I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. I kind of, I'm at the point though where I want to get past this intro because yeah. we did right. spend a, we spent two issues with this like orientation. Yeah, and I think it's all necessary. I'm not mm-hmm. trashing that at all. But mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm more excited about what's gonna happen next. Um, yeah. with this because we got a lot of information and now we gotta start to parse it all out
1: um and then my final book batman superman number eight um there's a couple books i still haven't read but you'll talk about those uh batman superman number eight was the wrap-up of like the the uh Veloc- the lost city of candor and how zod throws them in the lazarus pit so you have this cool scene of like the the zombified mini uh, Kandor people flying at them and like going into Raza Ghoul's ear and attacking him. For, <laughs> it's pretty messed up. I was like squirming at that part. That was kind of gross. Um, but then there's like this this fight between Zod and Raza Ghoul and Batman and Superman. Um, with the, with the whole resolve of like Superman has to take off with the city of Kandor because they've been poisoned, and Zod was like, Zod has pretty much doomed them by using the Lazarus Pit. So he, he brings them to the, um, Fortress of Solitude to fix them while Batman, Ra's al Ghul, and Zod kind of, like, hash things out and try to make, like, a truce with Zod, um, and by the end of the issue, we find out that Zod had, didn't even use all the, the people in the, uh, the city of Kandor. He still had some left over, and we find out that he, he's bringing them back to his son and wants to tell his son about the people. So, um, it ended up being, like, not such a bad issue. I guess that, um, they they wanted to show a, a side of General Zod that, like, he has some humanity within him as well. Um, but I'm more excited for what they teased at the end of this issue. Uh, they say Batman Superman go atomic, and the font is that of the Atom books. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't seen any, you know, Ray Palmer or even Ryan Choi in a while in, within the DC print comics, at least as a reoccurring character, so... I'm really excited for this. I wanna I want like a sort of Adam adventure with Batman and Superman. I I can't wait. I I wanna see wh- where this goes. Yeah. Um this was
0: kind of a math story. Like it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly what you think a Batman and Superman book's gonna do, which is let's team up two of their villains against them. And uh but my biggest the biggest crime of these last two is that David Malieve isn't drawing them, so he better right. be back for the next issue. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, please. Um
1: and
0: that's so it. Yeah, the Star Wars Bounty Hunters number two. It's another good issue. It's uh, a Star Wars book with no lightsabers. Um, a lot of the bounty hunter action. Uh, it's this issue is a lot of them like bumping heads because they're on the same trail and they remember the past mission from the first issue. Uh, so it's a lot of just the two of the group that were separated bumping heads and be like, "No, I'm after them." But it was a lot of fun, a lot of good action. Super Duck number one. Oh, man. I absolutely love this book. Um, it's, it's funny. It's got the, the Archie comic style of like the all-ages art, but then there's very adult themes throughout it. And it starts off with Super Duck fighting, essentially, Lex Luthor and them having their battle and then super duck realizing there's something wrong and uh he ends up getting beat in the end and going to the hospital where nick fury shows up except it's a duck uh (laughs) and he tells us that super duck have been taking these like vitamins to make him super duck and now those pills are slowly starting to destroy him from the inside almost like a cancer so he can no longer be super duck so, yeah. the the story was a little bit different from what I was expecting, but I like the idea of like Superman can no longer be Superman, now it's to be a civilian. And I'm wondering how that the other like superheroes are going to come into this because we were told that there would be other superheroes in this universe. Uh, but I highly recommend it, I thought it was a lot of fun and uh, did some really cool things in it. Uh, tarot number four. This was the Avengers Defenders crossover. Uh, what I'll say is it was a cool little crossover. It takes place in like early 70s continuity of Marvel. And I love those teams. And it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of like messing with reality and multiverse stuff. So uh, if you like Marvel and you like that era, it's a cool book. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Spider-Man 42. Um, I haven't talked about the last couple issues, but basically, Spider-Man and Boomerang have to team up to mm. find these pieces of a um, a tablet that gives you like ultimate power. And in this issue, they run into an old enemy of Spider-Man called Gog, and it's this <laughs> giant monster thing. It's He calls it like his own personal hiju. Um Nice. And we get his like backstory of where he came from and everything. So it was a cool issue of like who this creature is and what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And this storyline, Otley's back on. So the art has been fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Ravencroft Institute for the criminally insane. Number three. Uh, The big thing with this issue was we find out that Punisher is in Ravencroft, which is interesting. That's weird. And uh, there's these creatures that live underneath Ravencroft that are trying to get out. And that's kind of the crux of the story here is that these creatures want to get out and like take over and they find a way to trick uh, Kingpin and the other villains running the Institute to think that they're fighting them when they're actually in a different place altogether while they make their move. So mm. I really liked it. Uh, the sad part is that uh, d man dies in this issue and I love me some D man. Oh man. And then my last, well actually the second to last book is uh Falcon and winter soldier number two. And this is a cool issue because it's, Falcon and Winter Soldier realize they think they got to find someone who's a protege of Baron Zemo, mm-hmm. and they end up finding out that it's actually just Zemo running everything. Um, and they kind of have to make a deal with the devil and say like, "There's two divisions of Hydra," and Zemo tells them like, "The other guy's way worse than I am, so who do you want to deal with? The devil you know or the devil you don't?" Mm-hmm. So they kind of team up with him to take on this other uh, version of Hydra. It was a lot of fun, and then the ending was really cool, uh, with kind of the twist in it. And then I read The Boys, Volume Seven. Boys is really good. If you haven't read The Boys, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Um, so-
1: did did oh. you did did you check out uh, Road to Empire? No, the Kree Scroll War Number One.
0: Um, no, because that's a reprint. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was. Creed Scroll War is like an '80s Marvel story. If you never read uh, it, it's, a lot of, it's really good. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah I should check it
1: out. It's one of those like must-read Avengers stories if you want to read Avengers stuff. Okay, then maybe I'll check it out. I I did have it on my list to read. I just I didn't know if that was like the the new because um, I know Empire is the new uh, event happening. So yeah, it was yeah. the new event happening. Was yeah. Well, not anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sad. Well, days. Uh, like, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Fortress Rick on Twitter. Where can they find you and the show, Chris? Well, they can find me at
0: Fortress Chris on Twitter. And they can find the show at fortresscomicnews.com. Um, remember, everybody, five star reviews on the iTunes and other podcatchers. And if you are watching this, to like, subscribe, share, comment down below. You know the whole story. And uh, also, find me at ChrisRunt.com, C H R I S R U N D T.com. And in the link down below will be my Kickstarter. Currently, as we are recording, we are at 38% funded. In two days. We're over the the, the third mark.
1: <laughs> yeah, one third. Nice.
0: Um, so I'm really happy about that. I'm really excited. But there's still a long way to go. So guys, go check that out. It's in the show notes. And um, follow me because I'm going to be on a bunch of podcasts this week. I just did comic book rundown talking about miracle man um and i got a few more lined up so keep an eye out for those as well so right thanks for watching and thanks for checking out kickstarter thanks for contributing and we'll see y'all next week